Welcome to the Filipino on the Rise podcast, where I spotlight Filipino women doing big things and making an impact. I'm Crystal Fabella, and I aim to promote Panay excellence and celebrate what it means to be a Filipina. And every once in a while, I like to get behind this mic, just me, and do a solo episode. This one, I'll be sharing seven important learnings from 2022. This is a follow-up from last week's episode where I heard from all of you and spotlighted you and compiled your voice notes you submitted. That was such um, an amazing, beautiful episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, I would definitely tune in. So I filmed this as an Instagram live, by the way. So it's very engaged. I read people's comments in real time. And disclaimer, I forgot to press record with my mic on the first half. And then I switched back to recording on the mic um, with a fifth lesson. So just hang on tight. These lessons are so juicy and I share the experiences and people behind them and how I learned them. This is also exciting because it's a kickoff to me doing live podcast shows bi-weekly on Instagram Live. So if you want to be part of those episodes and chime in, join those bi-weekly on Tuesday mornings. And before we jump in, if this podcast has been special and meaningful to you in any way and you want to hear more inspiring stories of Filipino women, please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps the show so much in growing and getting found, getting better guests. Thank you to our last reviews. I will be reading those out loud on our next episode, which I do with each review. Without further ado, here are my seven learnings from 2022. What I could say from 2022 is that I gained a lot of clarity and alignment. I learned the work that I'm doing, like what I want to do more of and what I can cut out. I got really detailed on who and what I spent my time with and then cutting out everything else that didn't align. So I'm really proud for making the damn leap, making the leap from corporate, from your full-time stable career, which is like, ah, like immigrant background, safety, security, survival things, that that is just not something you do. So I made the leap and I'm in the free fall. And I feel like that was me telling myself, I am worthy of pursuing this dream. I'm worthy of this life. And I want to share the same thing with you. You are worthy of a life where you are pursuing your wildest dreams, like your heart's calling. I want to share something I read in this book by one of my role models and my expanders, Joanna Gaines, the stories we tell. She um, and her husband founded the Magnolia Network. And this is a huge network that she created. You've seen her show maybe. She was in um, Target, the Magnolia um, products and network. They've just done so much. But she like talks about a lot of that fear that she had when she finally decided to jump in fully. And she said, I was doubting all, oopsie, I was doubting all the work we've done and regretting all the money we'd spent. I can relate. I self-funded a lot of shit. (laughs) When on the drive home, I started to get sick and I had to pull over the car and something about that moment convinced me enough was enough. I told myself I was capable and I felt insecurity rise and then break. I told myself I could fail, but that it didn't have a hold on me and I felt doubt rise and then break. I told myself this dream was worthy and that I was too. And I felt all those years of fear and shame rise then break. And this part, I love this next part that she writes. I couldn't have known how dangerous fear was until that moment, until I realized I actually felt safer in freedom's free fall 
when I chose to believe in my inherent worth. When I was willing to be vulnerable about how wildly I could fail, when I was willing to say, I don't know what I'm doing, this won't be perfect, but I'm going to give it all I've got. Amazing. This phrase, safety, feel like this episode is going in a different way like I'm not even touching seven points yet but I want to like I want to talk about this 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 idea of safety and the stability and the security of what we're doing there's an irony behind that because it's only safe for so long until you're kind of in the danger zone because you aren't living out what's really true to you and I love that she said she felt safe in freedom and in the free fall And that's kind of where I'm at right now, y'all. I'm at like a total free fall (laughs) of my life. And I'm just believing big. I'm investing big. I am claiming things in my life when I'm not in security right now. But I do feel like the safest I've ever been in this free fall. The Rooted Sojourner, thank you for calling. She said, "Um, I completely relate to this and so proud to be part of a generation of Panais who are taking this leap into the unfamiliar. Also, I'm so glad you took the time, rest, send your needs and practice play before jumping into the unknown without shame and guilt. New narratives. Yes, that's exactly. Thank you for articulating exactly what happened when I took the sabbatical. Um, so I feel like I want to talk about that concept about the free fall and safety and where we're actually supposed to play in our life, right? But now I'm going to share the seven things that I learned from 2022. I'm even thinking about breaking this down into another episode so that this one isn't so long. Um, so without further ado, here are the seven things that I learned in 2022. First one, everything shifts when you are clear about what you want to receive, but you have to get freaking clear on what that is and then you got to cut out some of the bullshit on yourself. So I'm going to share some of my experiences and realizations about the bullshit that I had with myself. So everything really does shift when you get so clear, you sit down with yourself and tell yourself, this is what I want. This is who I want to surround myself with. This is what I want around me. This is how I want to show up. But you have to get brave and get clear and then realize your behaviors, your patterns and the bullshit that you need to cut out, right? So some of my bullshit, my my friendly, grace, graceful bullshit that I'm going to give myself um, a lot of grace for. So last year was a lot of erratic traveling and movement. Like I came to Austin to establish myself and be in one place, but there was never three weeks that I wasn't in one place. I was constantly jet setting off to another city and I realized I couldn't sit still. I felt like uncomfortable whenever I was staying in one place and I would like be at home and feel a need to be somewhere else and scared of this stillness and this like it it was synonymous with stagnance with me. And so I would plan an event in let's go to New York. Uh, let's go to Seattle. Let's go here. Let's travel there. And I I had this high of going somewhere because I felt more important in another place. I felt it was giving me significance. I love the optics 
of always traveling. I'm always saying I was so busy. You couldn't catch me in one place. But I think realistically, I was like avoiding the work. I was avoiding deep work. I was avoiding uncomfortable feelings that I had being in one place. And I noticed that although it was really great to throw these events and in these initiatives and to travel in different places, what it was taking from was my my work not being rooted anymore. I was constantly, nothing was having depth and like you don't have a lot of consistency when you're always on the go like that. There's a lot of context switching. And, and so I was always craving, like I want community. I want to get deeper in my work. I want to grow. I want to thrive. I want people and relationships, but you're not going to get that when you're always traveling. And so I realized that my bullshit was that I was getting a lot of ego boost from being somewhere else, from being not, but from people um, not being able to trap me in one place. You know, I grew up kind of feeling stuck in my, like in my small town, um, in a healthcare medical based town. So I always had this like urge to be somewhere else, like to, to, to leave, to escape. And I hated feeling trapped. But what if it's not being trapped when you know how to be at home with yourself and what you need to do and and really just like feel secure in one place? And I think that's the the bullshit that I had to cut out. Um, <laughs> the catalyst zone said, cutting out the bullshit on ourselves. That's a massively powerful phrase. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us about surrounding ourselves with decisions that serve our true soul's intentions. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Um, Decision-making is the one thing we have control in our life. And when we shift that, not in a way that makes us feel good or feel significant, but with our, our soul's intentions, like you said, I think that's when everything shifted. And when I came back from traveling and I realized like I need to stop running, I need to stop like trying to be bigger somewhere else and just be in one place and realizing everything I have for me is at my home here. If I just got still and realized it and, and received it and was okay. And like realizing like being in one place doesn't mean death. (laughs) Everything has like exploded with magic here for me in terms of I have a community. I have been plugged in with a, a wonderful creative um pro- like producers and like artistic network here i've had um more established friendships like really tribe like my my aligned tribe friendships in the past 2 months of being here than in the whole year that i was just jumping around trying to escape um and so that's lesson 1 of just everything shifts when you get clear about what you want to receive, but you have to get clear on it and cut out bullshit on yourself. Um, It's just been so amazing to see the alignment that instantly happens. Instantly. Like, not in like a big instant way, but like if the, the shift feels like almost immediate when you're just like in that readiness to cut out the bullshit and get clear. Um, Okay. I'm definitely going to make this a two episode thing because this is a lot. Number two, I learned in 2022 to be really intentional about who you surround yourself with. Don't just 
hang out with just anyone. And the reason why this is really important is because I'm a big believer of energy management, energy exchange, and the things, the environment, the people you surround yourself with does shape you. So if you really care about leveling up, if you care about going to that next like version of yourself, you have to not just hang out with just anyone. And I learned this in 2022, like certain friends that I was like with and surrounding myself time with, because I'm a social butterfly, I'm an extrovert and I just like love being around people. And I'm just like, oh, but just like being around people is just great. Like raise your vibrations. It's not true that you could just be with people and not expect that to shape you or to like honestly keep your frequencies like plateaued or lower it. Uh, There's nothing wrong with certain friends you have, right? Like objectively, everyone's great. Everyone is probably doing something successful and um, good on their own. But who is the person you want to be? And are the people you're with actually like reflecting that and sharpening that? Because I realized in 2022, um, I just wanted to kind of be around like just anybody and not expecting that. It was actually like lowering my frequency, not because they're bad people, like all my, my, my friends in the first half, they were great people and we shot the shit on girl stuff and fun stuff. But I, I noticed, um, especially when I observe people that I look up to, powerful people, iconic people, just any role models I have, they're not just hanging out with anybody. They are surrounding themselves with like the same like-minded, driven, doing the same things, going through the same challenges kind of people, um, people who are up-leveling them or you're just having the same conversations. So friendships obviously is not just supposed to be transactional, but like if you're deciding to level up, you're like professionally, your mindset, I, I want to be the woman that has like the massive impact that I want to have. And I realize that people shape me, then I'm going to curate my circle around me to shape me the right way. And then I have to cut out the people that aren't doing that anymore because we're just not having the same conversations anymore. And so when friends started like hitting me up again, like I, I just realized like, I had that urge to to go back out and to do it. And then I would say like, wait a minute, what is the exchange here now? Like, because if it's just girls being girls, like I've, I've done that in my life. And now I'd rather call in people who, who are on the same frequency and the life path as me, because I need to be sharpened and I want to sharpen others in that same way. And so if it's not going to be those kind of people, then I actually just stay in now and I actually do something back at home that um, sharpens me or fills my cup in a different way. Reading a book, this and that, um, like doing artistic creative work or just whatever, you know, going for a walk. And I'm not saying that your friendships always have to be this like exchange on goals and professional things and like growth, growth, growth. But you just you just know when you are with um, your aligned tribe you're connecting in a different way they are deepening your soul in a different way you're just like feeling supported and in a different way 
And so I'm so thankful for the recent friends that have been in my life now. I called y'all in. Honestly, I called them in. <laughs> and I'm just going to name a few of them. That's been like Tess, honestly, Tess Milan, who took over the podcast. She's amazing when I was on sabbatical. Um, Clementine, Pau, of course, and uh, Sarah. I had just like a lot of different friends that have shown up really powerfully for me. And I realized like this is what aligned soul friendships are and this is what I want more of. So don't hang out with just anybody because like it shapes you, honestly. Like who are you letting shape you? Um, so Jay Carroro said, when you become too successful, you end losing you end up losing a lot of people. You better be wise and move in silence about your next move. Yeah, I love that. Moving, sometimes you 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 have to just leave people behind and then be okay with moving in silence. And what ends up happening, thank you for sharing that, is that you don't end up moving in silence for too long. Maybe you move in silence with yourself because you need that silence and that stillness with yourself to learn how to get comfortable of just, being on your own and not with those friends all the time. And then what ends up happening is the right people come in. You you meet the right people, the right relationships. Um, True Comics only said, facts, what would the queen version of that person do? I love that. Um, and Crispy Lumpia says, you can't soar like an eagle if you're grounded by turkeys. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> okay, anyways, okay. I'm going to say that. You can't soar like eagles if you're grounded by turkeys. Yeah. Um, so be intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with. It shouldn't just be fun all the time. Um, it shouldn't be transactional all the time, but surround yourself with friends that get it, that get your your goals, your vision, because they will start to encourage you they'll start to see more for you to believe bigger for you that's what like that to me is what true friendships are about especially as i'm leveling up friends who are believing bigger for you when you have those moments of doubt with yourself the friends that are just like they're they're they have a bigger like vision for you sometimes and you're just like wow thank you for seeing that in me like i remember I'm trying to like join Soho House Club, which is like this members club only. And then my friend Clem, she's like, I don't think you should apply for that. I think you should be on their board. I think you're a total asset for their board. And I'm like, whoa, only a true friend that was like so freaking on your frequency and like you're aligned with each other and down for each other's dreams would say that, would believe bigger for you. Anyways, great. Um, a little like tidbit, a little uh, tangent on that or a little like layer on that is like uh, spending your energy wisely, like the energy management, like don't just give your energy away to other things. Um, I used to just like show up to hang out, to be out, to be, to feel social, to feel like I'm doing something, but energy somewhere takes from something else, right? So now like my my evenings and nights are very intentional. Uh, I don't really go out late anymore because I know that I want the weekends to wake up early, to, to, to recharge, to rest, to have Sabbath, to, um, to feel good and to, 
to like nourish my soul, to be in nature. And so I've, I've stopped really going out late. That doesn't mean like not having a night out every once in a while is great, but I've, I've seen that like our energy is not a zero sum game. It, if you're spending it somewhere, it's taking from something else. So spend it wisely. Okay. Um, number three, and I'm going to break this out in two episodes now because this is so long. But number three, you have to use opportunities to speak highly about yourself out loud to yourself, to other people. And why this is important is because this is how you actively on program the negative self-talk and the, the criticism, the, the doubtful dialogue that goes in our head. Um, I feel like there's such power in using every opportunity to talk positively about yourself, to use your voice to start to switch um, the internal um, negative self-talk. What I mean by this is no more downplaying yourself in conversations, in circles, no more self-deprecating. Like I'm over it. Like... I've noticed, and I've noticed with this within our own like female community as well, um, is that like women tend to confuse being humble and having humility with downplaying ourselves and self-deprecating and just like not talking ourselves up because we think it's going to look like we're bragging and it's not a good look for us. And you know what? Who cares about ragging also? Like, it's no harm, no foul, right? (laughs) Um, I think unless you're like totally obnoxious, which, you you know, like most of us hopefully aren't. um, Talk yourself up and use opportunities to start flipping the script on yourself. I notice men do this so well. Like I, I do surround myself with like male friends and other men sometimes just to remind myself, like even though it can get a little bit like, Okay, like there's, you know, the, 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 the man, the man, like confidence and ego again. Like, um, but I learn a lot from them because they're like, some men are just so good with declaring things in a confident way. And they're not, they don't second guess it and they don't feel bad about it. And I feel like we need to do that, you know? Um, my sister who just commented, she says, also, if you don't celebrate yourself, you can't rely on other people to do it for you. Yes. So true. So true. Here's an example because I only know when to celebrate my friends when they tell me what they're proud of. And so much of us are going around with these hidden, like inner achievements. And sometimes we think that these achievements have to be like the, the like public milestones, um, you know, getting a degree, a promotion at work, uh, like married. No, there's so much other inner achievements um, that we need to start rallying around, right? So my friend will say like, she'll literally, she's taught me so much about celebrating yourself in the right way because she'll she'll just tell me about her day and then she'll say, yeah, and I'm really proud of myself because... Um, I met with this person and they felt really like empowered by what I shared with them. And that reminded me that I have a really 
strong gift in this. And when she told that to me, I was like, that's awesome that you were able to like, just declare that about yourself. And thank you for sharing that with me. And like, I was like, why can't we do that? And so I start practicing using that phrase and I'm really proud of myself because, because I like, I showed up and, and spoke powerfully at this event and I was vulnerable and I'm really proud of myself because I, I decided to move into like an expensive place and claim it for me. And I'm, and I'm really excited because, you know, so what is like, what is holding us back so much from literally talking about our achievements, about bragging about ourselves? Uh, Coach Elaine, yay, Coach Elaine is here, yay Elaine. Okay, I'm going to read what you have to say because this, this woman always has so much to teach me and us at the Filipino Soul Sisterhood and beyond. She says, keep pointing your energy and attention to your purpose. Pause to acknowledge the worries and doubts and know that it will always be there but it's how you shift and return back to that purpose and all the actions tied to it that uplifts joy. Um, yes. Thank you. Wow. Keep tying it back. Just keep bringing it back to that. Elaine, please keep sharing as I'm talking. Like I just, I just love having you share. And Tess just joined. Tess, by the way, I just shouted you out earlier in this episode. So you better listen to it. Um, I acknowledged that you were one of my powerful expander friends this past year that came through when I started cutting out, um, the wrong things and people. So love you. Um, so my sister, Kristen also shared also, if you celebrate yourself, you might inspire people to also get up and do what they want to do. You might be the push someone needs. Absolutely. We do not understand how much our words can actually go 10 times further with other people who really needed to hear that. I know how many times in my life that's happened where someone just said one phrase and you walk away and it sits with you for so long and it expands you. So I'm going to give an example of like my other friend Clem who <laughs> she she always like knows how to talk about her, her like experiences and her story of the day. Um, and I, and I'm not used to someone just like, just being like, I'm going to talk about myself and, and I'm going to talk about my challenges and how I got through them in the day and just share that with you. And then ask me back because I think we, um, especially like as sometimes like Filipino women where we learn how to create space, right. And accommodate for people and make sure that we are there for them and that we, that other people feel seen and heard by us. But on the, on the flip side, we can also take up space with our friends and it's okay. And she uses this phrase that I love. She's like, and I got to give myself more credit for da 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 da. And I'm like, I freaking love that. I got to give myself more credit for doing this. I got, and I noticed that when, when she's talking, I don't feel like, I don't feel imposed on. I don't feel like it's too much. You know, there, there's like some people that are just like, they're just too much. Like, you know, um, I, I get it. Like, you know who those people are, but I, I feel like when it's in this like reciprocity of, of like goodness and vulnerability, then then it teaches you, you could do the same thing too. And so I started using that phrase too. Um, I went through this today. I did this this week 
And I got to give myself more credit for still like having a positive mindset for taking self-care when I needed to. I got to give myself more credit for saying no and like feeding my, my soul in a different way. So it's like so, it's just so powerful to share with people um, positively because it reminds them I could do the same thing, that I, I can be inspired by what you're doing. Um, I can celebrate for you. Hey y'all, I want to take a quick break and say thank you and read out one of our recent reviews. This is from Anile, who titled it Representation Matters. She says, I'm so grateful for Crystal and the work she does to amplify Filipina and Filipinx voices. This podcast is a reminder that our stories matter and that we deserve to take up space. When I feel low, I can return to this space and draw inspiration from our kapatid. Maraming salamat to Crystal, to all the guests, and to the Filipina on the Rise community. Maraming salamat to you, Anale. This review has really lifted my spirits and reminds me how truly honored I am to do this for our community. I'm so glad you found a sacred space here at Filipino on the Rise. This is what it's for. And to you, listener, if you haven't yet, could you hit pause really quick and write us one on Apple? Your five-star review really helps this show in getting found and getting even better guests. And again, I will read your review and thank you on the next episode. Lastly, if you really believe in what Filipino on the Rise is doing, would you consider being a financial supporter and donate as little as five dollars a month or make a one-time donation this makes you a direct partner and investor in this kind of movement thank you so much to all our patron supporters i love you all the links are in the show notes and you'll see what different perks you get after being a patreon supporter okay here we go back to the episode so number four ritual and routine consistency is so powerful routine and consistency is actually really powerful this is coming from someone who not not that I ever like devalued or didn't have routine or consistency in my life. I just never saw the profound power and value in it, especially if you are in a place of getting deeper, deeply rooted and leveling up in your life, right? So we as humans are naturally ingrained for ritual. That's just like we're we're naturally ingrained for community, tribalness, and ritual, right? And that's because that helps us grow and evolve. And so I learned this kind of the hard way as I shared in the last live. 2022 was a lot of crazy traveling for me to to, to be somewhere else, to feel like excitement, to feel like I'm a bigger person, Um and what that ended up doing was taking away from rhythm and consistency in my life. So I was always context switching. And I noticed that every time I wanted to level up in some kind of way, I wasn't getting it. And that's because I was constantly context switching. And now after after like traveling um, for three months and getting back home where I was really craving that resting period, that being in one place... I've started to really appreciate what routine and rituals do in your life. This is an extension, a step further from rest, just incorporating some kind of routine with yourself. So my routine is really sacred. (laughs) My daily routine and rituals and practice with myself, I would consider you have to make it this sacred practice and 
this will really like expand your life. These are small little things that expand your life in deep ways. So in the morning and like at night, I don't look at my phone. I keep my phone away from my bedroom. In the morning, I start out with prayer and meditation. I thank God for what's around me. I make hot water with lemon. I go on a walk with my dog and I just literally like indulge in nature. Like I have to do that for the first hour of my day. It is like a high now and I cannot start my day without doing those things. Um, and so, and then I, and then I do like my journaling and I really set my mind and intention right for the day. And then I go through the day and every day has like, it's different things, right? But now it will involve in one or two windows, either reading or play, whether that's an artistic expression, whether being with friends, whether going, um, doing a hobby, you know, incorporating that. And then at night, one hour before bedtime, I turn off all social media, electronics. It's not always like, I'm not always, always, always on point with this, but every night I do leave my phone in the far end of the living room and I go to, like, I use my bedroom as really, like, sacred, untouched space. Um, and that's these kind of rituals and, and routines that we set with ourselves um, has profound impact, whether you know it or not. Having a rhythm cannot be understated. Like, rhythm in life is really important. Uh, and, yeah. So, all right. Number, number six that I've learned. Things don't always have to be done the hard way to get it done and to get it done well. Woo! All right. Let me repeat that. Things don't always have to be done the hard way for it to be done and done well. I noticed, especially in this past year, especially stepping more into um, entrepreneurship and just like my you know, my business and like venturing off and doing different initiatives, um, whether that, that was the partnerships or throwing events or, or just like about anything. I notice how I default to things having to be done in the most like multi-stepped, complicated way and why, why? And I notice that if you can ask yourself, do you tend to think about a task or an initiative that has to get done and, and and you kind of go into about it like with the most complicated way to get it done. And if I reflect on my life, it's because growing up, I've, I've really like learned to go for being like perfect and performing perfectly and delivering a quality product. And that's great and all, but how, how much of our like endeavors have we resorted to things being done so hard when it can just really be simplified? Like the process can be so much more simple. And I think it's because I've observed, especially coming from like, you know, an immigrant background that things had to things were done kind of the hard way. When you're in, um, when you're immigrating, when you're in the survival mindset or you're just establishing yourself in a new country, I observed, you know, family and friends that things were hard and, and that we had to kind of like 
hustle to do it and we had to struggle to get things done and we had to like look over our shoulder and we had to make sure that um, all the worst case scenarios were thought out and that it was this arduous process all the time. So when I observed that and I, you know, and then and, and I did see that I had to, I, I had the pressure on myself to do things perfectly and with excellence. And so that always did involve a more nuanced, complex path growing up and whatnot. Then that has become my default operating mode. And now I just like want things to feel lighter in my life. But I noticed that in, in this past year, so much was like, okay, we're going to get this done. And then mentally, how I would visualize it getting done was that it was like hard and I had to involve all these factors and I had to go through, like I, I had to labor through so many hours and I had to be up late and bleeding for the work. And I'm just like, why? And I noticed it because my, my last coach, my last professional coach, I would say like, oh, I want to get, um, I want to build this membership and announce it and it's going to take this eight-week campaign and the build-up and I'm going to have to incorporate all these things and I'm going to have to maybe create more rough drafts. And my coach would just say, you're overthinking it. Why are you overthinking it? You could do it right now. You could do it tonight if you want to. You could literally post tonight if you wanted to. And it mind-blown, like mind-boggled me that that's the way that she did it and the way that I thought about it, it was just like this eight week crazy complex process. And I sat with myself and I was like, can it be done a more simple way? And I, I worked out this practice with myself whenever going for something and you're trying to make things more simplified and with more ease, ask yourself these two questions. One, what actually needs to get done? And two, what needs to be done to do that thing? What is the least amount of work and time that needs to get done for that to be accomplished? And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of like unlearning we have to do in order to learn this new practice. So perhaps like me, like I just shared, I just default to things getting done the hard way because I've grown up having to strive for excellence and and do the long hours and observe like us hustling and surviving around me. And so that's okay. Like giving myself grace for that and and letting go um, of this like need for tip-top perfection and just to get the damn thing done. And so I'm really proud of myself for simplifying things in this past year, like events. Our events, if you look at them, the Filipina meetups, they're really like multi-production like kind of things. Like we have, we have a venue, we have food and drinks, we have a marketplace of Filipina makers and entrepreneurs, and we just have all these amazing things together. And... People ask like, oh, how, how do you do that? Like, what what is the process? What is involved? And I, I say the only way that I've been able to pull off events like this in each city where there's just so much going on um, in each event is that I've had to tell myself this is really simple and this is all I want to get done. One is I want to gather Filipino women and gather them together and we have food and drinks 
And then whoever else wants to be a part of this, whether that's in the marketplace, whether that's like as a speaker or as a performer, because sometimes we'll have music performances, will show up. Sorry, I paused. But I go back to things don't have to be done the hard way for it to be done well and for it to be done in general. And I've noticed that actually even more excellent things happen when you get yourself out of the way and you do things in the most direct and simplified way possible and it'll create space for good things to come in, to show up for you, to like remove yourself and all these other parts of the process and just keep it so simple and other people show up other more creative ways and and yeah show up for you and so that happened like I said with the Filipina meetup events when I just say I just want to gather and I've had to keep it so simple for myself I just want to gather Filipino women and if y'all want to add on any other stuff please do And that's why our events honestly still go on so well and sustain itself because I've forced myself to think of it in a very simplified way. Otherwise, I don't think I could continue (laughs) if I overcomplicated. Okay, the last part, the last lesson I want to share from 2022 is let people prove you wrong. Let life surprise you. Assume you're assuming. I'm going to repeat that again. Let people prove you wrong. Allow life to surprise you. Assume you're assuming. And I'm going to share and be vulnerable that the reason why this is a really important thing for me is I have a lot of judgment. I like find myself really judgmental about people and that's because, um, you know, I have a lot of judgment on myself. So that which we um, have on other people, the expectation we have on other people is because we also have that expectation on myself. So I have a lot of high expectations for myself. So all that judgment on myself tends to reflect as being judgmental on other people and assuming things of other people and assuming that things won't get done right and assuming other people's intentions. And that's a really restricted way of living life. You know, and time and time again, um, as I just allow myself to to go forward um, and say, hey, you could be wrong. You could be wrong about this person, about this opportunity, about how this will go. Um, you could be wrong about what you think you want and what you think is best. You could be wrong, right? And in that you could be wrong, then you could then it shows that you you were right. You were right about trusting. You were right about trusting this person, about, about um, going in the free fall. You were right about letting love and letting people in. So I'm going to use an example. Um, we launched NFTs this year. NFTs are basically a digitalized art token that has utility behind it. I won't get into that. It's kind of this new form of artists uh, having... Um, value and being paid for their work of bringing together community. So we launched um, something I've always wanted to dabble in was NFTs. It's kind of in the blockchain space. It brings together uh, like tech, uh, money, and artists together through NFTs. And this past year, I was met with um, a team 
called Uncut. And they're an NFT platform for podcasters. And they said, Crystal, we really believe that um, you should launch some NFTs and and amplify Filipino artists while you're doing it. And it's this opportunity came up to, wow, to launch NFTs. Like I don't even own one. And so as I'm, I'm going into this, I had this like loud doubt in the back of my mind. And I would even share this with that team. Like, hey, I really want to do this but I really don't know who's going to buy into it, who's going to invest in it because honestly, like this is new to our community. And I was just believing really like small for our Filipino community. And I was like, I I just really like doubt that a lot of people are going to like be into this and be enthusiastic about this. And, but those were doubts that I just kept going through. And so as we found an artist and created NFTs, I... I started making a reach out like, hey, who wants to do this thing? Um, like, this is what it is. And I really, I was just saying to myself, like, honestly, if five people are interested, if one person joins, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't actually know who's interested in it. Um, and then we we had our NFT artist, Kim, um, create these fantastic, fantastic um, 30 pieces of Filipina faces And they were just so beautiful. So that's one thing where I let someone surprise me of assuming like no artist is going to want to join this. And she created this amazing collection, hand drew each of it. And y'all, I was like leading up to the day of the NFT release. I was really like, I don't know who's going to buy into it. I don't don't know who actually wants this. Like this is what if, what if no one joins? What if this is so embarrassing? What if this flops? Um, And what happened the day of as when it was released, our NFTs sold out within the day. And there was so many women who, from like different backgrounds, from different approaches, from different interest levels joining. There were Filipinas who were like, oh, I'm joining this because I have been collecting NFTs and I've been wanting to um, uh, support one that was like Filipina aligned. Other ones who were like, oh, I've been dabbling in this space and I want to learn more. And then there was other um, people who are just like, I don't know what it is. I've never had one, but I, I want to just like feel connected with this community and I'm, and I'm, I'm excited by this and I don't know what to do with this NFT, but I'm here for it. And so like we ended up creating a collective together and on the funds that we raised for these uh, NFTs is going to be granted to another Filipina, um, creator or entrepreneur or initiative. And I, I was just so, so surprised by what showed up after this, right? And that's, um, I had my doubts and I like wrongfully assumed that Filipino women weren't interested in this kind of work and they pleasantly surprised me. And that's because I just like allowed, honestly, like you just got to put your, your assumptions aside because something like even better can be birthed. Lastly, an example I want to have is of like assume you're assuming and getting out of your own way and letting other people um, prove you wrong to do something even better is my wonderful EA Danica, my executive assistant Danica. Um, I had her on a year ago and 
this is someone that I really just needed as like a right hand as someone to do more operational work so that I can show up more creatively and do more of the strategy and like the speaking. And Danica, um, we, we build the membership together and you know, when you're working with someone new, you're, you're like kind of teaching them the processes and you're always like questioning, like I know how to do it right and I can do it right. And I don't know if I can trust to hand off this work. And some, some challenge I've had in the past was like giving out responsibly and work to other people and it just not being done well, or I just couldn't count on them. And so I had all my like hangups around relying on people and like counting on people. And like, I know that I always do things with perfection. So is it going to be done in that excellent way that I wanted to? But my EA Danica, who I, I love you, Danica. And you're like my, my sister and partner in crime. She just had a baby. So she's like out there, like being a full-time mom, which is so badass. Um, every time I would say, hey, we need to get this done. Um, we need to release an email campaign or post um, about X, Y, and Z, or can you reach out and and schedule podcast guests? I, I noticed that as I was um, like relaying these instructions, I would find myself saying, and this is how we do it, and this is how I want it done, and can we set up these... Um, like timelines and can we send in like checking checking points for us to do it together so I can do it and like I would stick my hand in it and I would like get in get myself so involved in it because I, I I would think that it wouldn't get done if if I wasn't giving all these details and and delegating well and stuff but after some time as I noticed that she she has her strengths in what are my weaknesses and that she was really like executing in areas I started like just being more hands-off and saying okay we need to schedule all these things and all these people and release these campaigns right and I would just trust and say just let her get it done just allow assume you're assuming and allow people to surprise you and every time I would just be hands-off like literally force my hand off the wheel like Danica would do it so well in a way that I wasn't able to in a more simplified way, in a quicker way, and would just like show up and again, prove me that not only are people like able and competent, but they could probably do it better than you. They can take your stuff to the next level um, because they could, they could take things to the next level because you're allowing, you know, other people to to be better at what you're not good you know like I I just think that there's something really more beautiful about our life when we assume that we're assuming we stop our assumptions we hold back on our judgments of of people and allow life to surprise us just let life surprise you so that is that is my seven learnings from 2022. And I'm going to read them off again. The first one was everything shifts when you're clear about what you want to receive, but you have to get really clear on what you want to receive and then cut out some of the bullshit on yourself. Number two is be really intentional about who you surround yourself with. Don't hang out with just anyone. You are shaped by the people 
surrounding you. You are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Iron sharpens iron. So if you are looking to grow and be that like bigger person or to level up in your life, stop hanging out with just about anybody and allow yourself to create space in your life, even if that means sometimes being solo and silent for a while, and then start curating the people around you to be in those level up places to challenge you, to challenge your mind to, to that you can um, have those like-minded conversations with, that you can face the same challenges with, and you will grow, I promise you. Number three, use every opportunity to speak positively and highly about yourself out loud to other people. No more downplaying, no more um, being so humble that you just sit back and don't talk about what you're celebrating. No more self-deprecating. These have negative effects on you. It does. It has negative effects on your on your brain and then on how you feel and then how you show up when you're always talking about what you're struggling with and how you're not good in, like, in this and that and how you're like downplaying yourself. That has negative effects on you. So use use opportunities uh, with who you trust and like positive circles to talk highly of yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are not going to be like less liked as a person when you're talking highly about yourself. In fact, you might inspire other people to do so. You might allow like more people in in your life who want to celebrate you and connect you with the right people. Yeah. Number four is ritual, routine, and rhythm is everything. Develop um, develop routine in your life, develop rituals with your life, develop a rhythm in your life and it will take you so far. Those little things take you, like they have the compound effect over time that take you farther than these like big monumental changes that we think we have, right? So developing daily ritual routine and rhythm is, is so much more powerful than these big life shifts. Um, and it ends up being the life shift that you need. All right. So number six, things don't always have to be done the hard way to be done and to be done well. Start to audit how you are approaching your work and your tasks and seeing like, am I just defaulting for things being done so extremely complicated and hard? And is there a more simple way to do it? I honestly learn a lot from like my male counterparts um, who just seem to have this more direct and simplified way of doing things. Like I'm not, I'm not a, like generalizing all women, but I think that as women, because we are so analytical and we like to get things done um, in this um, perfected and profound way that is so inclusive to all views and all people and all like artistic expression and stuff. We tend to um, just to go through things picking up on extra labor and and effort and heaviness that we don't really need and so just cutting through all of it and 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 just doing the work that needs to be done to get the product and it's okay and so again asking yourself those two questions this has helped me a lot um what actually needs to get done and what is the most simple, the least time-consuming, the least effort-consuming way to get things done? It's been really profound for me to do that. And lastly, like I said, allow life to surprise you. Let people prove you wrong 
and assume you're assuming. When you feel that assumptions, when you uh, you feel that judgment, just actually assume you could be wrong. You could assume things. And like obviously leading with your intention, intuition and your gut and your trust. And then when you allow life to surprise you, um, bigger, more beautiful things can happen than that which you initially assumed and envisioned for yourself. All right, that was it. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope these lessons were helpful and has prompted you to reflect on yours and maybe you can incorporate some of these in your life. Please give me feedback on Instagram. I'd love to hear back from you. But yeah, I'm so excited for this year, y'all. Whatever highs and lows you've gone through, be proud of yourself. For those times you were brave, you set boundaries, you kept your heart open, you got clear with yourself or you practiced self-care, compassion, you got clear on your life and how you want to live it and you acted on it, hell yes. Like I said, this year I'm playing big. I want to create Filipina on the rise into the media platform I know it can be that can change the world truly. I'm trusting that it's bigger than just me and what I'm envisioning and I'm always tuning into God who sees it all and cares and cares for all of you and has something so much bigger than we can ever imagine. Here's to 2023, making more mistakes, failing forward, playing it big. It is time you all. All right. I love you and I'll see you on the next Filipina on the rise. Bye.